Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to look at what Creator reveals about the backstories of miraculous healings. Uh, something I think we are all curious about um, in a very, very deep way. I know I am. Well, there always is a story, and you rarely learn it all. We're not going to go into lengthy personal recounting of what has happened to these folks or give personal details about how they came to have their plight and that sort of thing, which maybe people assume this is what we mean by backstory. I think the more important message is, how did we get a miracle to happen? Yeah. <laughs> to intervene in these cases. And that's got yeah. practical value. Exactly, because we look at that and maybe we could say, well, maybe I could figure out how to get a miracle into my life. You know? Exactly, exactly. And this is really just kind of on the spectrum of possibilities and questions and things that come up re- regarding prayer. Yes, getting some divine help through a request. And, you know, God forbid you're in a situation where it's life and death and you're wanting the Almighty to save your life or the life of a loved one. But that's that's an extreme need, but it's no different than a simple need, a prosaic need of just getting, kind of getting a, a jump on things and getting a leg up when you need it and you've been beaten back or you've had a disappointment or a setback and you need a little divine help to kind of keep going, maybe. And so it all depends on certain factors, certain principles. And I think the value of this show is going to be to shine a light on how to get divine help in general. What are exactly. the criteria? Exactly. That's what and how to go here. about it. Indeed. We'll get started. You ask creator, recounted from readersdigest.com. An educator in North Carolina suffering from extreme fatigue was diagnosed with a dangerously slow heartbeat. Her sister had recently had open heart surgery, and she was terrified of needing the same thing. Her doctor said she would almost certainly need a pacemaker. She shared her story with her church, and they all prayed together. Two months later, she was no longer fatigued, and her heart rate was steady. She has had no relapse in the six years since. Can Creator share how prayer brought about this healing? And how important was the church offering their collective prayers in the outcome? All right, and this is what I channeled from Creator. This is Creator's words. We love describing the story behind the story for such events as these are truly a shining example of being in divine alignment and what the benefits represent for the believer. In today's world, the religious are beleaguered because they're seeming relics left behind by modern society in the rush to embrace technology and the materialistic benefits that arise from having a fast-paced, highly mechanized way to convey energy and extend the reach of the individual to network almost effortlessly with many individuals all around the globe, in some cases, to conduct business and make things happen. We see that as a highly prosaic representation of human capability. 
It is grounded in the material plane, the heavy density of physical existence. All things lofty are ephemeral, but that is because they are governed by non-local consciousness, the intuitive reach. That is how you communicate with us and how we can return the favor. When you reach out in prayer, this puts you on our wavelength through your intention for that to be so. This is automatic and a built-in feature of the human being. You have, in effect, a communication system analogous to having a radio station broadcasting and receiving within you of our higher vibrational frequencies. Humans have been corrupted to minimize their capability on the receiving end, but they cannot diminish our ability to know what you are thinking at all times, for indeed, we are within you. This is why when you launch a prayer, you can be 100% certain it will always be heard. The only uncertainty is whether you have launched a prayer with the proper intention and specificity to be acted on in a way that can bring about the desired result. That is governed by many factors. Most prayers are weak. Most prayers are made from a vantage point of weakness, being a supplicant, a lowly human, and that is going to carry over into the energy of the prayer itself to weaken it and lessen the benefits that can result. This is because we must follow the human lead because of free will considerations. While you are on your own and must ask for help if you want divine intervention, you can do it strongly or you can do it weakly. Few people know how to make a strong request, so we hope to enlighten you further about this in answering your questions. This individual, indeed, had a genetic inheritance of a similar vulnerability with respect to heart problems as her sister. And while not fully understood by science, that still would only bring a limited perspective and understanding that what is going on is a karmic liability shared by family members owing to a deep history together in treacherous times bringing about many difficulties and struggles to challenge each of them and test their mettle. And as usually happens, people fall short, not reaching their lofty goals, but giving in to fear and being overburdened and then breaking down in some way or another. While this is victimization by life and the darkness that intrudes, it is still a karmic misstep because you are the guardian of your soul. And if you let something overtake and drag you down, you are failing yourself to stand strong, as your duty is always, first and foremost, self-defense. This requires being in divine alignment. Few today give this much thought. Even among the religious, their religion mandates perhaps a weekly attendance at a place of worship. But that will be focused on the agenda of that religious organization not a personal one necessarily. So that time is largely wasted with regard to improving the self. This is most unfortunate, as this young girl found out through a wake-up call and having a serious set of symptoms that could portend serious and even life-threatening medical consequences. She was enough in divine alignment, and her family as well, to seek divine help. And that is what saved the day. 
It was a combination of the family outreach as well as her church congregation whose prayers were joined together to strengthen the level of human intention, backing the request for her restoration to good health. That is what saved her and won the day. Collective prayer, if it is launched with the proper intention and specificity, can become quite powerful. Chief among the benefits is that when the person struggling lacks the inner wherewithal to overcome their malady, the prayers of many others will be added together, and the individual belief quotient in the divine, as well as belief in the worthiness of the individual recipient, will be added together, and in most cases will easily reach a sufficient level to support the healing work requested. It is hard for most individuals to believe 100% in anything. So that is when strength in numbers comes in. It is common sense, but it works both on the prosaic human physical level as well as the workings of energies among the light beings and creator and the many lofty spirit beings who watch over and protect you. You know, one thing that occurs to me when hearing this is that I know for a fact that some people think it is inappropriate to pray for oneself you know that that somehow that's a selfish act that if you're praying you should be praying and offering your prayers to god to be to use in any way that god sees fit and we know that god does creator does operate that way if you offer a collective prayer it does get used no prayer gets wasted but yes you have but to be, why not have it go to you if you're the one in need and exactly that's why you're praying <laughs> exactly i think that's what happened to my mother my mother prayed more than anybody i ever knew and yet she died of cancer, a rather terrible death. And uh, I can pretty much tell you that's because she had this kind of belief that praying for the self was selfish. Yes, yes. You know? And and it, it and here we have a very clear description of why that isn't so. It's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> we have a sacred duty to protect ourselves, to make ourselves strong, to ask for help whenever something challenges us, whenever yes. something threatens that safety and security Absolutely. and level of belief even. Indeed. We can work on our level of belief through prayer. Yes. <laughs> even <laughs> if it keeps us from having powerful prayers, enabling action by the divine because our prayer posture is so bad, we can work on that. And and we've heard this before from Creator. And it's, it's an outstanding application of prayer to ask for greater belief yes yes absolutely. you can ask for anything and creator suggests you pray early and you pray often yeah and and pray in earnest and make it specific make it specific exactly you ask creator recounted from belief.net belief believenet.com i'm sorry 14-year-old John was dead for 45 minutes after spending 15 minutes underwater in a frozen lake. Doctors tried for nearly a half hour to revive him, but failed. But then his mother did a petition prayer. Holy God, please send your Holy Spirit to save my son. I want my son. Please save him. That's pretty specific. <laughs> Moments later, she heard doctors say they got a pulse. John was soon walking and showed no signs of brain damage. All the doctors could say is, it's a bona fide miracle. Can Creator comment? All right, and this is what Creator tells us about this example. We can tell you that the doctors are 100% correct. 
They were on the scene. They observed the lack of progress, any sign of life, knowing that the time span without respiration was far longer than could be survived, or at a minimum, leaving profound irreversible brain damage. And in fact, there are many who are barely resuscitated, but too late to regain cognitive function, leaving the victim in a vegetative state. And that is no life worth living. So when there is not only a restoration of vital functions, but a complete regaining of the faculties following such an insult and injury to the system, it is indeed a miracle and something more took place. There is room in the story for skeptics to claim this was simply preservation because of the cold temperatures of the water and that indeed could prolong survival of brain tissue without ongoing blood circulation. But even with that cryopreservation factor, when removed from the water, there would be ongoing tissue destruction with much greater rapidity. And this is what the doctors were saying that because the resuscitation was unsuccessful for such a lengthy period of time, there was no reasonable expectation of survival of the body, let alone the mind, yet this happened. This was entirely a consequence of the mother's fervent prayer. This was, in effect, from the depths of her soul. She was not only his mother during these 14 years this son had been living. She was his mother in multiple prior lifetimes as well. The two have a very deep soul connection going back through thousands of years and have many karmic entanglements, including many obligations and promises from soul agreements to make them stalwart defenders of one another. They are each other's champion and protector and advocate. So she was not simply summoning words with some emotion, the fear and onset of grief, wanting to deny her son was already dead and in desperation, launching a last ditch effort through prayer to somehow arrange a miracle. This was truly the summoning of love on a soul level from all that her son is meant to her and she to him through the ages in being there for one another in life after life under many, many dire circumstances and calamities as life brings about many, many times. So this is an important message to realize for you as well. You have a long, long history and often a long, long history with those around you, those in your inner circle. There could be troublemakers as well, a karmic nemesis who has threatened you and been a thorn in your side in prior lifetimes. But there will be those who have great love for you and who cherish you and who you cherish in return. This is something to keep in mind when you pray for a loved one, that your standing to do so is much more profound and much more powerful than just thinking about present circumstances. Even the sacred role of being the mother of a child and responsible for its care and nurturing, the soul connections go much, much deeper than short-term circumstances. This is a strength and not a weakness from being obligated in such a fashion. What it means is 
you have made an investment in love that has grown over time in meaning and significance. And it is something you can call on in the future to come to your aid and represents a strength on record for all of time from prior contributions. This the mother was tuning into intuitively, somehow knowing within that her links to her son and the importance of that relationship was larger than life, certainly larger than the current life together. That power of intention made the difference because it summoned the energy of promises and pacts made in other lifetimes to be of service, support, and protection. So the prayer was not only requesting a restoration of the present life of the son and the relationship with the mother in particular, and also others who cared about the boy. This was a soul recognition and a display of soul power, being honored by the divine to arrange a restoration in bringing him back from the dead. Well, this is truly an amazing and beautiful story. Uh, but it reveals a lot, and I think one of the things it reveals is that this particular story, uh, this is going to sound maybe negative, but, uh, you know, hear me out. Hers was kind of a knee-jerk reaction to this event, you know. I could see this mother actually, you know, in her state of mind, lifting a car off of her son. You know, we've heard stories of that happening too, right? Yes. So, so this was a reaction to an event and she brought a very powerful reaction, I think, in a way that she almost couldn't help not doing, you know, that it just it just erupted from her because that was the nature of the circumstances. What we want to do is be is not have to wait for that kind of an event to bring forth the power of intention. Right. We, we want to be able to do this on a daily frequent basis. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, if we prayed for ourselves and our loved ones on a daily basis. This could begin changing the world. Yes. Because the more who do that, the more will benefit as a, as a collective human family. You know, saying we're only as strong as our weakest link is quite true on many levels. And this is an example of a strong link that was there. And it became even stronger through the will of this loving mother yes. to call on that bond through past lifetimes to the depths of her soul right to plead the case of her son and to ask for the divine to undo this disaster and that is woman power that is love power <laughs> that is mom power i That's love true, it i just i think what it. it shows is genuinely the power of intention you know and that we can choose to add power to our intentions at any time. You know, Creator talks about, you know, saying prayer like you mean it, right? Yes. So yes. that's really the story here is that, you know, prayer has to be something you throw yourself into, you know. Right, you bring, right. You bring the intention to the court. Like, like if you're out playing basketball, you bring your A game, right? You have to do the same thing with prayer. Well, and Creator is saying explicitly don't just regard this woman as an oddity or a special case. Right. This is true of all of us, that we have strong love bonds with others around us and a similar long, long history. Tap into that. Assume you have the strength to go to your soul even 
and summon back that history of love and devotion and caring and get the divine to honor that with something wonderful for your loved one in need. Absolutely. We'll be back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at uh, creator's revelations about the backstories of healing miracles. And uh, we're finding out there's a lot to parse here, Carl. Well, these are fascinating stories. But they could be your story a week from now. For all we know, things happen in life. But there's small things as well as the gigantic things that come along. And the divine can help us on many levels in many ways. But we do have to ask. And that's probably the number one take-home message from this. Be prepared to ask for help and get in the habit of doing it. Practice it. Yes. That'll make it easy when it really, really counts, when you've got somebody's life hanging in the balance. You won't be shy. You won't be in, in fear that you're going to fail. Right. You'll be used to doing that. And that, that is really a powerful, uh, a powerful message in its own. Absolutely. U.S. creator recounted from guidepost.org. In 1987, Jean-Pierre Ballet was wheelchair-bound with multiple sclerosis when he traveled to Lourdes, France, hoping for a miracle. He recounted, As the priest was giving me unction on the forehead and hands, I had the impression that everything was turning around me. In a fraction of a second, I lost all sense of time and space. God was coming to cure my heart. I was invaded by a powerful feeling of liberation and peace that I had never experienced before. After that experience, Jean-Pierre began to feel a tingling in his legs. A few days later, he took his first unaided steps in years. Subsequent examinations would show only minor traces of the illness. Though still a medical mystery, Jean-Pierre's cure was deemed an official miracle by the Vatican in 2002. Can creator comment? Right. These are creator's words. This, indeed, was what you would call a miracle healing. 
where someone was saved from a progressive chronic illness that frequently ends up with severe limitation and an early passing. What we would say is an important lesson about this particular example you have recounted is the setting involved in traveling to Lourdes, the world famous place of miracle healings where thousands of people journey to reach every year in the hope of obtaining a divine intervention to help them overcome a physical disability or health liability from chronic illness. Many come in desperation, having exhausted every avenue with seemingly no benefit and are hoping against hope that this magical place of Lourdes, France will help them turn the corner. It is indeed the case that all places attended by the devout will develop a collective thought form repository of lofty thoughts and a positive energy because the thoughts were launched by people in divine alignment. But it is equally the case there will be thought forms from the weak and desperate, the ones clinging to life, the ones living in despair, brought by loved ones, perhaps more than their own inner conviction and belief in a last-ditch hope, they will be touched by a miracle and saved. Those doubts and anguish are on record and floating about in the environment as well. So depending on the vibration a person brings with them on arrival, they may tune into high or low energy, so to speak, and this can color the experience in terms of their perceptions. But what truly matters is the individual's standing with the divine. What is in their heart of hearts? What is their true intention they are launching forth? If it is one that is quite mixed because their doubt is strong, there may be little we can do to help heal them because they have already decided it is unlikely or impossible and we cannot override their belief in a dark future because they have chosen it in effect with such strong conviction. To override that would be a violation of our charter to allow you free agency and free will to come and go as you wish and experience what you choose, even if it is unhealthy and self-destructive in the end. That is the power you hold as divine humans. You are in charge. We are not. These are all points to ponder about what goes on when someone is in a crisis and is seeking divine assistance. There are many factors and variables in the equation that will determine the outcome. There are many hidden influences a person is unaware of, the sum total of their karmic predispositions, the karmic imperatives that may be in play. We can truly see what is highest and best for a person, whether there is a karmic lesson underway so that an offer, even from God, to heal the person will be rejected by the individual's higher self, who has the charter to govern your energy and your destiny as a consequence and to rule on such questions of what is truly best for you as an individual. This is a divine safeguard and helps to reinforce the individual's spiritual standing so that on a small local scale of the individual, someone is always looking out for you that is a part of the divine realm. So you will not get lost in the shuffle or in pursuit of a more lofty and widespread goal of creator, for example, that is thinking more about the broader good than the impact on a given individual. 
This is also an exercise in delegation of spiritual authority and is a complex subject of its own. The important thing to know in the context of this question is, you have many looking out for you more than you realize. All are a potential resource and all are a value in many ways beyond your perceptions. The backstory of this successful healing from a chronic debilitating illness, leaving the person immobilized, followed by a rapid recovery of motor function following that seemingly magical trip to Lourdes, relates to the location itself. In this case, this person was in need of a lift, a psychological lift and a spiritual one as well. The magic of Lourdes is that it is an icon representing the very idea and reality of miracles. What this does for many is to help them overcome their own doubts and create an inner allowing because the idea they are in a place of miracles can help them let go of their misgivings and surrender their fate to the divine with some conviction behind it. And that might not have been possible to create in their life back home. It is the decision to journey to a miracle that allows a crack in the door to open. So that divine light can come in and begin to turn things towards a positive outcome. And that is what happened for this individual. Again, we would point to this as being another demonstration of a true partnership of a human with the divine realm. He made the first move, and it was an important one in helping to overcome inner doubt and fear enough to allow the divine to answer his prayers and the prayers of his caregivers for his betterment. Carl, I think there is no doubt that doubt is a big problem. <laughs> you know, this reminds me of the story in the Bible where the woman touched the, the robe of Jesus and was healed. Mm-hmm. And he said, who did that? You know, because he felt like the power was literally pulled out of him. And uh, I think he even said, like, well, you did this to your, you know, you made this happen, you know, when yes. everybody was trying to give him the credit. So this is a very revealing story, I think. Well, there you go. And this this is the message creator tells us over and over again. You guys have the power. Not us, not the divine. Right. It's the humans who have the power because that is how the world is constructed to put us in charge. Silly notion, maybe, but <laughs> this, this is what we experience. So we might as well get used to it and make the most of it. Yes, absolutely. U.S. Creator, recounted from ReadersDigest.com, a New Jersey three-year-old girl was diagnosed with high-risk stage four cancer affecting her lungs. Her mother said, I prayed for her like I never prayed before. She was on every prayer list you could imagine. Her daughter is now a thriving 11-year-old. What is the backstory to the child's cancer? Why did this occur, and how and why did the healing come about? All right, and this is what Creator tells us. The cancer was not a punishment or a genetic problem. It was entirely karmic in origin. This was from the sum total of a series of lifetimes in which the young girl was a victim and died young as a consequence. That became a kind of karmic dilemma that having experienced it, particularly in repetition, it grew in force as a kind of energetic 
projection of that negative karmic outcome to increase its likelihood of reoccurrence. And in the current life, the law of karma saw an opportunity to set that karmic projection into motion. The purpose of this is not to prolong or repeat suffering, but to bring back to the self one's own obligations. When something happens to you and it is not a wound that is healed, it will be registered and continue to be your obligation again and again, well into the future for you to see to and set right. Humans are taught none of these ideas, nor the principles underlying this framework that runs everything that happens, nor are you given the proper tools to contend with it and surmount the difficulty you inherit from your past. All are living at a tremendous disadvantage in a state of ignorance about these mechanisms. But that is what prayer is for, dealing with the unexpected and the inexplicable and the seemingly insurmountable. That is when people will turn to God for help, and rightly so. There are many things bigger than you, and that you will have huge difficulty and perhaps little chance of success coping with and overcoming on your own. That is the perfect time to reach out through prayer. This was done in earnest as recounted by the story of the mother who put her heart and soul into prayers for her daughter's restoration and availed herself of all available opportunities through groups of like-minded individuals who were loving and caring and in divine alignment sufficient to do prayer work on her daughter's behalf. All of that combined together is what made the difference allowing the full healing of this young girl from a deadly medical condition that would have been impossible to treat effectively with the available medical options of the time. This is clearly a win for the light in all respects and illustrates beautifully the idea that a human partnership with the divine can bring about miracles. Well, I think, one of the interesting aspects of this channeling is, is the creator points out that it was not a genetic defect that was the cause of her cancer. That was wholly karmic in, in origin. And that is certainly something that uh, modern science does not recognize. <laughs> yeah, and, and <clears throat> to our great misfortune and, and misery, science is so far behind the curve it's blind to the true workings of the universe. And th this needs to change. And it can come through spiritual people bringing forth these ideas and standing behind them and impressing on others the importance to pay attention to divine revelation. Yep. Take it seriously. Think about the potential and what can happen to make your life better. I mean, this isn't about paying your dues with lip service to God and, and prayer of worship, bowing down and so forth. This is about living in divine alignment on a divine path. Right. And, and you have the standing to request things of the Almighty. You are an extension of the Almighty, for goodness sake. You're actually a part of God's consciousness so why shouldn't you be able to squawk if 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 you're hurting? You know, you're it, it's like 
God stubbing a toe. You know, you you matter. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and you have the birthright to ask for assistance and ask for help. You know, another thing that struck me about this is, uh, you know, childhood cancer is epidemic today. And back in the 1800s, it was so incredibly rare that doctors used to, at their own expense would travel across the United States back when travel of any kind was rather an ordeal just to see personally a child with cancer. That's how rare it was in the 1800s. Now it's epidemic. So, you know, there's, there's thousands and thousands of cases every year now, tragically. But I think maybe to some extent this also shows how, you know, karma, you know, said that this is a buildup of uh, – of victimization over many, many lifetimes. And yes, we, yes, have, we have worked so hard now as a society to remove um, hazards from children, you know, to the extent that we've torn down playgrounds and, you know, we, we don't let them go anywhere near the street. You know, we're so hypersensitive to their safety that karma has to get creative in creating a crisis now, it seems, you know. And, and maybe cancer ends up tragically filling the bill in some cases. Well, regardless of the other factors, such as environmental poison and toxins, things in the water, things in foodstuffs, the agricultural chemicals, (laughs) you know. Well, in in spite of those triggers, fully 94% of physical illness is karmic. Yeah. Without that negative karma your liver would handle the agrochemicals and your your digestive system would would metabolize the some of the poison to inactive metabolites and you you wouldn't really have a physical consequence but when you throw the law of karma into the mix and it knows you've had problems in other lives it can see those stimuli those negative stimuli as an opportunity to reawaken a karmic dilemma to give you another go-round, and it will. Yeah. And it'll set in motion a nice nasty illness, perhaps. But healing the karma is central to taking care of it completely. Right. Because if you don't heal the karma and you just deal with some of the trivial, superficial elements you won't reverse it. No. You know, once it gets going, it, it's hard to dial that back unless you deal with the karmic underpinnings. Yes. So we're, we're getting quite a, a, an object lesson in the need for miracles to address this dilemma. It's human ignorance allowing darkness to run amok. And, and it will. And one of the powerful aspects that everybody should be adding to their prayers, uh, I know I try to do it all the time, is to ask specifically to have the karmic underpinnings of whatever dilemma that you're working with to be healed. You know, that adds a level of specificity that, that most prayers lack, and that can be very powerful. Yeah, that's a great idea. We deal with that using the Lightworker Healing Protocol because it's designed specifically to really get into the karmic nitty-gritty on someone's behalf. But for people who don't warm to that idea of learning the LHP or paying someone to do sessions on their behalf and just want to do it themselves through prayer, making your prayers more powerful will bridge 
the gap there. And and so that's a great suggestion. You can well, you ask can, for anything you like. It's your birthright. Absolutely. And the more you know and understand your dilemma, the more the divine can do for you. Yes. You can learn more about Empowered Prayer downloading our prayer book, getwisdom.com slash prayer. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars featured the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at creators' revelations about the backstories of miraculous healings. And uh, there is no shortage of insights on this one. This is this is a very, very powerful show, I believe, Carl. Yeah, I agree. And I, it's a very important topic. It's, it's really how to get divine help when it matters most. And these examples of people who experienced a miracle are no different than the more prosaic things that happen from day to day. The financial setbacks, the career um, complications. And the difficulties loved ones have occasionally, maybe becoming dependent on alcohol or some substance of abuse and problems with adolescence and and adjusting to life and growing up with, with one's children, on and on and on. Yeah. Marital strife and all of it. These are all healing needs. And yes. Prayer can be an important adjunct yeah, in and bringing healing to bear. And we've been learning in this project how many hidden factors there are in our difficulties in, on a day-to-day basis. You know, stuff that we wouldn't think is being orchestrated by unseen forces is being orchestrated by unseen forces. <laughs> you know, yes. and we need help to make that to make that uh, go away or to heal, be healed. And prayer is how you ask for that help. It's how you go to the doctor, right? You know, if you're having, if you're, if you have a physical ailment, we think, oh, got to go to the doctor. 
But if we learn that a lot of our ailments, and not just physical ailments, but emotional ailments, uh, financial ailments, whatever, you know, any kind of trouble that, uh, that we need help with, we can go to the doctor creator. You know, that's essentially, but you have to get off your chair and you have to make the trip and you got to, uh, you know, invoke the help. It's not going to come to you. You know, doctors don't visit, don't do house calls anymore. And, <laughs> and that sounds near does creator if you don't ask him to come, right? Well, we spent years honing these tools, prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol, just for these reasons, to have a way to formalize requests that's more likely than not to get results. You know, it's the difference between being a pro and an amateur. Yeah. Yeah. Being a newbie and someone with seasoning, someone with savvy, someone with street smarts, life experience maturity, wisdom. When you have the latter, you're more road ready to be successful in life across the board and also in interacting with the divine realm and getting some assistance from it. It takes all of that dedication and experience and and more to be an effective partner with the divine. But that's the best thing you can do with your energy, I think, and your time. Yeah, Creator has said as much. You ask Creator, can Creator share how empowered prayer work and the Lightworker Healing Protocol can help to someday make such miracles commonplace? This is what Creator tells us. We have been saying again and again in describing these examples of divine intervention and rescue that it is the people themselves who are present, either in as the one in need, or a loved one, or a bystander in a position to contribute an act of loving kindness on the behalf of those in need, who can make all the difference in overcoming a bad situation through reaching out to the divine. The question then becomes, if it is not a given this will work and solve every problem perfectly, what is missing? And how can that be obtained to create a successful reply and intervention from the divine to save the day? The basic dilemma is that you are weaklings, being reduced to a life in the physical plane and no longer light beings. You lack your usual resources and power to use energy at your command and not being vulnerable to harm in the way you are as a fragile physical being dependent on the body for your continued life. Your consciousness is immortal, and it will leave the body when the body finally gives out. There is no death, truly, only the demise of the organism, the shell, the container of your soul extension in the form of consciousness that really is who you are and is the basis of your thoughts and feelings. That will live on. So in that regard, there are no truly big problems because you are immortal. But while present as a physical extension of the soul puts you in harm's way and at risk of great suffering at times, it behooves you to learn the ropes. How to navigate in partnering with the divine to summon divine assistance when you are in over your head and adversity gets the better of you. You are under threat here. You are actively attacked in many ways unseen, but felt that can have a dire impact. 
you are attacked as well by your prior karmic mishaps catching up with you through the law of karma. That alone can drag you down and even end your life prematurely. This is where divine grace comes in. So the question is, how to summon divine grace on one's behalf or on behalf of those you care about? Prayer is the most simple and direct way. Knowing how to pray is the key. You have not been taught how to pray well and effectively. Most prayer is wasted, in fact. We do not need you to be worshiping the divine, for example. We need you to be caring about yourselves and others, and especially the interlopers who undermine you and your world. They need divine help more than you do, even as they threaten you and your potential survival. We created you to be a force for good, to heal your galaxy, in fact, of all the corrupted beings, the multiple extraterrestrial civilizations who are now in an alliance working against you. That is something worth praying to get help with. You need to be better informed about what is truly going on in your world and what is the greatest hazard, and then turn to the divine with tools that can work to empower your reach to make it as likely to be successful as you can. We have taught you through your channel the principles of empowered prayer, and we've given many examples of daily prayers to cover all the basic needs in living, to provide support, guidance, inspiration, healing, and protection. That is a perfect starting point for you in reconnecting to your divinity more strongly than ever before, and more effectively than you may have been taught through your exposure to religion or spiritual principles through mentors, illustrating how to live well with consideration for others and valuing fairness and so on, the basic common sense exercising of the golden rule. After all, you all belong to a human family and you depend on each other for happiness as well as survival. The more elegant and thorough way to help is to request assistance from a practitioner of the Lightworker Healing Protocol to do sessions on behalf of you and your loved ones. This is a comprehensive healing tool designed to address every potential source of negativity, both known and unknown, both commonplace, prosaic, and the esoteric and ephemeral. The protocol has within it a complete array of requests of all kinds for intervention by the divine realm through a series of steps and procedures implementing the ways the divine realm uses to accomplish healing. This we have taught your channel in how to request very deep karmic repair to work across all timelines to heal the past and future as well as the present and deal with the karmic consequences of all sources of influence on an individual in need of healing, and to extend that healing request to the many others in need through a series of leveraged empowerments that have not been used heretofore. This is a healing approach that extends the reach greatly of what a human healer can accomplish. It has many unique features and is more powerful than any other way to attempt healing. As such, it is the answer for your deliverance. You have now, for the first time in human history, 
the tools needed to win the contest of good over evil. It is a healing exercise. You must heal your tormentors. You must heal the evil ones who would destroy you. You must raise up and rescue the tormentors who have threatened you and endangered you and indeed caused tremendous suffering and shortened lifetimes many times before. That is a test of your divinity and a measure of the importance and high regard we have for you. After all, you are extensions of our consciousness, part of our being, but simply entrusted to work as a separate agent to bring to a successful conclusion this experiment in free will and free agency. It has gone badly heretofore with the emergence of a strong evil influence threatening to take over and destroy what has come before. If you can heal those evil forces and save the day, this will allow a widening of the free will paradigm throughout the universe. And this will enable a tremendous expansion in possibilities you will be the center of and facilitating directly as leaders and continued healers and mentors by virtue of the hard-won karmic learning and investment you have made in spearheading this rescue mission. But you must choose to seek help. You can learn to use the protocol yourself and become a healer. Most people can use this quite successfully. You need not have psychic ability. You only need a good heart and be capable of love feelings for the self and others because that is the fuel the divine realm uses to answer the requests you make through the protocol. Join us in partnership and we will do our part to bring about the greatest and most comprehensive healing possible. You can win the day against the forces of evil, but only if you use these tools and invite us to join you in standing up to evil and righting the wrongs of history. You know, Creator said something pretty profound here, uh, that a lot of prayer is wasted. And what would be an example of that? Well, really quick, my mother prayed the rosary probably hundreds of thousands of times. I mean, she's just unbelievable. But the rosary has two action items in it. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Those are the two action items. And you're actually asking really for somebody else to pray for you. you know? uh, so you're putting a middleman in between yourself and the divine. That's not wrong per se. I mean, it does. there are benefits to be had. And, and, the, and praying for the hour of our death, somebody like, like Mary, uh, that, that's a spirit rescue right there. So I had no worries my mother made it to the light without, without delay. But for all the work she did, I don't think she got all the benefit that she could have gotten from it if she just prayed in a different way. Well, this is about precision. And when Creator talks about specificity, it means what it says. You have yeah. to be specific. What you don't ask for, you will likely not get. Yes. Because exactly. God's rather busy and won't lead. Yep, it's up to us to, to make that request. You can make that request with the Lightwork Healing Protocol. To learn about it, getwisdom.com slash LHP. We are out of time, Carl. Thanks, everybody. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. 
They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 